Welcome to another episode of the Morning After Podcast. Pastor Josh here with you with uh, Pastor Jim. Good morning. How are Good you morning, doing? Good morning, Pastor Joshua. Good morning. And Pastor Kyle this morning. Here, How are you here doing? We are. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. Do you know what we're doing right now? Are you aware, fully aware of we're what's happening We're telling ghost right stories because it's October? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Holy ghost stories. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 God. <laughs> In the business, we call that a Jesus juke. <laughs> In the business. Around here. <laughs> we're, uh, we're feeling pretty happy happy this morning uh pastor jim and i have both had our coffees for the morning and kyle uh kyle just acts this way in the morning when he wakes up (laughs) he actually he actually just put some uh some like uh neosporin was that what that was on his neosporin for a base and then Uh it was antiseptic liquid bandage yeah so he's he's got like some uh just some stuff flowing through his veins right now so that's probably why he's he's drinking coffee he's been sniffing stuff right (laughs) yeah 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 it smells like nail polish i'm pretty sure you just put nail polish on (laughs) his jacked on life (laughs) yeah let's go (laughs) yeah all right so yesterday was the start of our new series it's a wonderful life yes um we're i was kind of surprised i maybe i shouldn't have been when you asked people how many of you have not seen this movie? And I felt like half of the congregation raised their hand yeah. and said, I haven't seen this movie. Communist spies. And uh, yeah. I was sitting in second service, and uh, one of the, I probably shouldn't say their name, one of the, the Russell boys yeah. was sitting in front of me, and when he saw all the people raising their hands that hadn't seen, he's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, out loud said that like yeah. verbally, like, what is wrong with you people? Like, yeah. why have you not seen that movie? Like, it's, it's a Wonderful Life was my generation's elf. Okay. Everybody oh, saw it. It's yeah. you know, it was on multiple right. times. It's on ABC once per year now. That's, NBC. That's it. NBC. Thank they do you. it. They NBC. do it Christmas Eve at eight o'clock every year. Do they really? And every year at eight o'clock on NBC, I watch It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> no kidding. They do it. No commercials. Not interrupted at all. Because if you do oh, commercials, it's, so it's five hours long instead of three <laughs> hours long. Um, but yeah, no. Every year, it's kind of like uh, with um, a Christmas story on yeah. uh, oh, TNT that's, or whatever. It's like for twenty four hours. Yeah. 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 Yep, not new, yeah, not nearly as good of a movie, yeah. but um, that's <laughs> true. I think I think before I ask you how it went, um, from people that I talked to that hadn't seen the movie yet, they said that you did a really good job of explaining mm. explaining the movie, which yeah. I think is good because if you don't explain the movie, then the rest of it's right. totally it's irrelevant. Like you guys all say something about Michael from The Office, start cracking up. It's like I've never seen The Office. <laughs> I don't know your you're right. talking about. That would right. be a bad way to start yeah. a sermon series. So just curious, what your thoughts were then from yesterday, would, or from. From yeah, from Sunday. Sunday, yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm a history buff, so uh-huh. I the story of the church, and I mean from Jesus through yeah. the apostles, through you know what I mean, uh, the the greats of the earth. I I, I love those stories. Right. I, there's something about them that that makes my heart bold. You know what I mean? There's yeah. something about hearing about a one-eyed, you know, son of an emancipated slave named William Seymour going across the country and praying five to seven hours a day and a revival breaks out that's now won 600 million people to christ that makes me want to pray five to six hours a day yeah i mean it's uh yeah yeah i I love those stories it's it's the same story over and over again it's like the hallmark channel you know what i mean it's the same story over and over again but the story is about how god's willing to use anybody that's willing to be used you know and so our history is not a a history of great leaders and generals in the faith and you know it's it's not it's a bunch of really humble people that, that really trusted God and what God can do well, through him. And I would say our history in the Assemblies of God is it's a it's a much shorter span than a lot of other mm-hmm. common denominations in the United States. You know, yeah. the, the Methodists have been around a lot longer yep, than sure. the Assemblies of God have. So in some ways, it's still fresh and new, even though yeah. it's over 100 years old. It's, yeah, it's 104, still fresh and new 104 years old. Compared, yeah. to, uh, compared to some other, other ones. Um, okay, 
so uh, we're talking about initiatives yeah. for for the month. Um, the initiative wall, I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but it's pretty cool. It's kind of updating the initiatives. Are we going to get more into those in the next couple of weeks as far as like yeah. specific <clears throat> initiatives? Yeah. This, uh, this past week, we handed people the, you know, the published uh-huh. initiatives so they could see where we're heading and, and, uh, and the heart behind it, get their heads some time to kind of catch up and so forth. This cool. week, we'll be talking uh, more about those initiatives. Yeah. But something else, too, I... I uh, I almost wonder if I should even say this because it's a disclaimer. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But we, I have not done a good job talking about stewardship uh, yeah. for 24 years. It's been a, right. an issue that has been difficult to discuss uh, for me because I, I was around in the 80s when m- money was really what took the evangelical revival off off the rails. Right. You know what I mean? There's so many scandals, so many yeah. Learjets and gold-plated dog dishes and air-conditioned <laughs> uh literally air conditioned dog houses. And mm-hmm. as soon as the TV set got engaged, you know, there were people that, that used it to present the gospel. And there were those that presented the gospel with another message that said, yeah, give me all your money. You know, it was kind of a stick up, you know, you still see it like today. And I, I still can't believe that like people are like, there's people selling yeah. holy water. And if you buy this, yeah, then right. all your yeah. wildest dreams will come true. <laughs> yeah. Vote, vote <laughs> for, for me. All yeah, your, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah essentially the it's the same thing. But yeah. can I say, I think that since we've been, I feel like we've been talking about money for the last couple of months just as a mm-hmm. staff. And I feel like, um, like even for like Pastor Kyle in specific, of just talking about money and getting out of debt and things like that. Yeah. Like we have never really talked about that as a staff. And as yeah. we are, I feel like people are yeah. Yeah. realizing how important that is. Can you maybe share that a little bit, Kyle? Yeah. Um, I th- well, it's just you don't like you don't talk about what your paycheck is or you don't talk about any of that stuff. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like, it almost felt taboo to like, yeah. Hey, I have, I'm in debt or Hey, I don't have sure. money for this or whatever it With is. All so, the money we pay you, you had debt. That's <laughs> yeah. If you don't, if you didn't catch that, that was a terrible joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm thankful for what I get paid. So yeah. um, as, as a homeless man, I'm very thankful. Yeah, as a homeless man, yeah, yeah. in my car. Um, so I think once we started talking about that and empowering people like, Hey, there's resources out there. There's, people out there that know what they're doing mm-hmm. and here's this, this and this to get started. It's like, okay, like I am able to do this. I'm not yeah. like this weird anomaly. That's like, Nope, I can't save money or I can't pay off debt or do whatever because right. of my situation. So yeah, I and, mean, I got out of debt. Now just probably back up, cause okay. I, yeah, I got out of debt. It's like, yeah, I went to the moon, like, like stop. Cause that was a, that was a, an act of faith. That wasn't oh, just yeah. a, yeah. uh, so I, I, you know, decided I, not to drink coffee anymore. And pay it was an act dad. of faith, but it it was an act of action. Like he, yeah, there right. were, it, was it wasn't like, okay, God, I'm going to get out of debt. I'm going to keep living the same way that I am and right. not get, not get out of debt and hope that you provide me financial blessing. Right. Yeah. It was I'm like, no, there was, as a, I, as I there was a, a plan. It was, yeah. It was like, okay, I can't go out and eat lunch every day now. It's like, yeah. Which is what I'm used to. So when I'm get hungry at 1145, it's like, okay, I have to go home and make a sandwich or I can spend another $10 on yeah. lunch. And so that was, it, it felt a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. But I think like I, I had some credit card debt that I thought I was going to, it was going to take three or four months to get out of. And I think it took like two months to get out of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was like, once I saw that, it's like, okay, this is, I can do this. It's right. worth it. It's not as hard as I thought it was going to be. So, so yeah. that's just like an example of what I'm saying. Like, as we talk about money as a congregation, I think we're, 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 putting light where there was darkness where we're, yeah. we weren't, yeah. we just weren't talking about it, right. you know? Right. So as you're talking about it and people are realizing how important it is, 
like that's just one story of a lot of other stories that I've heard of people that are realizing like that's bad and yeah. we don't do a good enough job talking yeah, about I, it. Something I realized is, is uh, and this is from our administrative department. There's a, it's a guesstimate because how do you guess what isn't there? How do you how do you mm-hmm. how are you accurate? But there's a guesstimate that about 55 percent of our congregation at this present time attends regularly but does not contribute financially. Yeah. And so you can look at that and get mad and say, you know, hey, you're, there's too many of you coasting and you know, there's spiritual warfare but not spiritual welfare. Get off your butt. And I, I remember years ago we were out running, um, your mom and I, and, and uh, she asked me, so what are you talking about Sunday? And I told her I had this line, you know, I'm going to talk I'm about money. And I was mad. Like I'm, I'm going to talk about money and they're not giving and I'm giving everything I have and my kids aren't going to college because I'm giving to this church. And, and if you don't like it, the worst thing that happens to me next week is I get a better parking spot oh because you don't do anything, oh you don't give anything. You don't, <laughs> yeah. she, just, wow. she said, well, sweetie, I – I hope you enjoy church. I'm not going to be coming if that's what you're saying. I'm not going to sit on the front row and look at you and smile. Like that's a terrible thing to say. So, right. But that's what I've arrived at is that there really are a large number of people that call the Freedom Center their home church, that are born again, that love Jesus, that worship, that, that at this moment either lack the faith or the ability to work in the faith they have mm-hmm. in this realm of generosity, which is a biblical realm, which yeah. we're really encouraged to be a part of. So right. we're going to try to energize that. And I think I think the easiest way to energize that is to say, here's a child who's hungry. For 50 cents, you can feed him. Here's a mm-hmm. here's a teacher that's lonely. For a dollar, we can give him a cup of coffee and a friend. You know, for here's a here's a school that doesn't have Xerox paper. You know, yeah. there's a ream of papers, five bucks. Let's go get them. You know, five hundred yeah. sheets of paper. I so, think people right. feel it's it's got to be extravagant or it's got to be whatever. Yeah. And it's like it's as easy as a buck. Yeah. Well, even, yeah. even less than that. You got yeah. this this old lady at the temple that puts yeah. in two copper coins sure. and Jesus says, "Hold the phone, everybody, stop, look at that." Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. And it was two right. coins. It wasn't. So I I think this is really a realm where mustard seeds do apply. And I know there's the whole debate about tithing. Is it should it be the ten percent of my gross income that you know? And I I we can talk about it till I'm blue in the face. But yeah. tithing is is an impossibility. You cannot, We first of all, it was agriculturally based. Fishermen didn't tithe. Money changers didn't tithe. You know what I mean? So it uh-huh. was it was from the increase of the land. So livestock and fruits and vegetables, those things are, were the things that were tithed on. You could exchange those things for money and then give money, but it was literally produce that you brought for tithe. So right. the temple that you would tithe to no longer exists. The priesthood that's there no longer exists. Yeah. And none of us own real estate in Israel. So right. so I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I do believe there's a principle that is strongly indicated all throughout scripture uh, about being generous. I believe mm-hmm. there's the 10% seems to be a recurring theme. Yeah. But I, I think we've underestimated the power of 1%. Yeah, you know, that, that lady's two copper coins. I right. think we've underestimated a seed is a seed. And as Paul talks about money in Second Corinthians, he, that's what he compares it to. It's like a seed. So mm-hmm. if we sow a little bit and say, now, if you sow 9%, you're cursed. He said, if you sow a little bit, you should expect a little bit in return. Yeah. If you sow a lot, you should expect a lot in return. So right. I think I think we'll never get to a lot unless we learn to sow a little bit. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. good. So we're going to challenge people to find something their heart is moved by. Yeah. To sow in faith cheerfully towards those things. Right. And and I think we'll, we'll get the ball rolling for the first time in a lot of people's lives. So I'm encouraged. I'm excited, actually, about Sunday. Uh-huh. Normally, like talking about money. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. If God doesn't tell you, don't worry about it. And I'm, yeah. I, I promise <laughs> you, my name's Jimmy, but it's not Swaggered. I, like, I promise you, I'm not trying to milk you for, right. you know, my, my latest Bible translation. Well, and you if know. you think about it, if, if say that there's 55% of our congregation, I'm going to do a little bit of math here. That's 600, 700 adults that, mm-hmm. that if they're not giving anything, if they gave a dollar a week yeah. for 52 weeks and then you times 52 times 700 like yeah. think about how much 
how much good we could do with that yeah. amount of money if everyone gave a dollar. Yeah. Like we're yeah. not talking hundreds and hundreds of dollars. We're talking a dollar. Yeah. You know, yeah. I actually so. told. I think it wasn't this last Sunday. It was the Sunday before that, because some people are like on Creative Arts are kind of asking for stuff. I'm like, if 30 people gave 10 bucks a week, that could do a lot of good in a month. Right. And then somebody asked for like a specific list. I'm like, well, actually, next week we will have specific lists. Yeah. So yeah, I think people are wanting to do that they just don't know where and i yeah and that kind of goes back to where we've just dropped the ball is like let's let's people have been asking for like hey these are like are there projects that we can contribute to and we finally have come to the point where there's projects that you can contribute to here's (laughs) here's our goal for what we want to contribute here's what would happen if we got that and i think people want to give towards that they don't want to just write a check and say i I hope you do the best with this money that i gave you you know and and back to the tithing principle when you gave that that sheep or that corn or whatever it was Mm -hmm. you you saw the effect immediately sure there was a temple when you gave you know copper coins or gold coins silver coins you saw the effect here here is the dwelling place of god that that i have been a, a, a small part of of continuing and blessing and the priesthood and you know what I mean you got to see it yeah and I think I think people say well it should you should give it to God and it should go in the general fund and the general fund I, I get that I think that's the book of Acts they sold property and land laid it at the apostles' feet the money of the apostles' feet and they, they yeah. took care of people but I, I also think that I think we'll get there but if yeah. I think that right now the best place is you know for for ten dollars you can accomplish you know, feeding a kid for a month in Haiti is, you know, I yeah. keep using that example, but yep. it's an extraordinary accomplishment right. for the cost of, uh, you know, a breakfast sandwich and a, and a Starbucks, you yeah. know, it's an extraordinary accomplishment. So, and, and I think to do it cheerfully because you feel it, you see it, you smell it, you taste it, it's, mm-hmm. you know, God will bless that. And I, and yeah. we'll see it. I, I know I'm doing this long enough to know that when people give in faith, and I don't mean that as a cliche, but really, I believe that this is going to make a difference. God mm-hmm. wants me to make this difference. Extraordinary things happen. And Kyle's thing, like, I believe God wants me to get out of debt. Multiple mm-hmm. months becomes two. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's shocking how when we line ourselves up with where the blessing is, once we plug into the outlet, yeah. how much power there is. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so we're this unplugged computer going, where's the power? You right. know, why am I never blessed? Well, it it's seems like, like it's like... I'm going to make this decision and then immediately that's tested, right? Mm-hmm. That's, oh yeah. It's tested. <laughs> and then when the test is over, that seems like that's when the blessing comes. Like I've, yeah. I, I passed the test and then it seems like, okay, now, now blessing is starting to now, come Now you my said, way. oh yeah, as oh, if yeah. you have a story behind that. <laughs> oh, it's just, I mean, it's just multiple things. It's like somebody hit your car after you made the decision to, to, <laughs> I think that was probably right before, but yeah. Oh, that's when like, you're still oh. cursed. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, just like, you know, it's lunchtime and it's like, I could go this really nice place or I could just have some of Charlie's turkey again. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. or Charlie's my bulldog. Yeah, she, <laughs> the dog. <laughs> she loves lunch meat turkeys. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, it, it's as little as that. It's like, do you want to go out to lunch with your friends or do you want to, I mean, do you want to pay that much or do you want to just kind of sit there and eat and maybe pick their leftovers or. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's funny because yesterday I noticed Dina was throwing away some some pot pie that had yeah, been reheated a couple pie. times, and 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 you were like, "Don't throw that away! I'll eat that!" Like, huh? That's <laughs> right. new. Now I now I understand yeah. why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Well, let's kind of change the topic a little bit. Okay. I want to talk about um, something that I thought was really cool yesterday, of just um, all the numbers that you brought out of the history mm. of the church mm-hmm. and the ratio of people from. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what the first ratio was. 360 to 1. 360 to 1. 100 to, AD. Yeah. 360 to 1 that we believe were Christians 100 years after or around after Jesus Jesus dies and is resurrected to current day, which they don't have a statistic on. They stopped it in 2000, I believe, is what you said. 1990. Yeah. 
but the estimates are now nine to one nine to one yeah, yeah. So in 2,000 years, we go from 360 to 1 to 9 to 1. Well, and the Earth's population goes from 150 million to 6 yes. billion. So Correct. So it, it is a substantial... So I know yeah. they say all the time that like there's more people alive right now than have ever died in the history of the world. I right. wonder if there's more Christians alive right now than have ever died in the history of... Christianity. In mm. the history of Christianity. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've heard that there's been more martyrs, more people killed yeah. for Christ yeah. in the last 100 years than the 19 centuries combined. Yeah, that has been, but that goes along with there used to be a hundred million people on the planet, and yeah. now there's six billion people on the planet. Right. When you do those, I feel like you have to kind of look at percentage, not yeah total amount of people. It is, it is a part of the equation for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, let's talk about that more. Just yeah. that that number of like. Well, I, th- I think what's happening is you know you in the first fifteen hundred years, there's not a huge difference. It goes from yeah. three hundred sixty to one to like. 279 mm-hmm. to one right you know what i mean and i think the reason for that is it's tough to travel yeah uh, there's no printing press there's no radio there's yeah. no internet you know you have to hear the good news to believe the good news correct it, it has to you know how can they believe unless they hear how can they hear unless someone's sent mm-hmm. how lovely are the feet of those that bring good news you know what i mean so yeah i think with with that now that the gospel can be sent through an incredible variety it's funny i just <laughs> talk about the incredible variety there's i, I talked to a, a season there was different people it was like a one was a pastor. One was like one of our local awesome guys, Papa Gnome. Mark Hubbard was yeah. one of them. Yep. Uh, Tim Delina was another one who's a, an awesome pastor. And they all told the story of a guy that that drove around in a van that had like Jesus stickers all over the side of it with a loudspeaker on it. Uh-huh. And his guys were out playing basketball in Detroit. Say, you guys. And he would just preach the gospel from the van as he drove by. And I thought, what a stupid thing to do. <laughs> but all of them talked about, I'll never forget, this guy came by so and God touched my heart. And about yeah. the next week, someone else came to me. And then I went to church and I gave my life to Jesus. So I... I, you know, that you didn't have loudspeakers 2,000 yeah. years ago. Right. And, and the crazy variety of yeah. which we can, you know, there are people of their entire ministry. Well, you know, you lead our, our internet-based yeah. church. There are people that legitimately get born again right. watching something on a screen. Yeah. And, well, um, and that's part of our vision statement for the online church is that the the message always stays the same, but mm-hmm. the motive of how we get that message. The method. Uh, sorry, yeah. the method. Yeah, the yeah. method of how we get that, that message out. Is constantly changing, yeah. And maybe for the first fifteen hundred years, it didn't really. Like, so there let's was play no... with it, all right? Yeah. <laughs> so here's my. Here, I'm going to release the dream. Here's the uh-huh. dream. I can foresee a day when the Freedom Center. I'll, I'll hold on, listeners out there in TV land. Here we go. <laughs> I, think, I think I know where he's going. I see, think <laughs> Mars with, with a good set of headphones and uh-huh. some of those three D glasses. We no, just take a camera virtual, in the middle of the room, yeah, and have yeah. virtual church. People right. can be anywhere in the world with this internet signal, yeah, and they can literally feel like they're in the room. They can worship with us. Their neighbors will go crazy. But I, right? You I mean, know what's crazy is we're gonna go to we're we're headed to Hillsong in a couple of weeks, yeah. And I feel like we're gonna sit down and be like. Oh, they're doing that right now. You know, like that's fine if they are. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, the first guy through the wall always gets shot. So, but I, but I, but I, but I think I want to be the second guy through the, right. through the door because right. the first guy through the door gets shot. The second yeah. guy gets to shoot the guy. So I, I think we're is that a bad thing to say on a Christian broadcast? No, it's no, just no, no, that's no. the same. Real first yeah. guy through the door gets bloody. That's that's the same. Yeah. So, is that like a is that a, a it's cop, cop thing? thing. Yeah. Okay, it's an army thing. Cop thing. <laughs> it's a good saying yeah. though. Yeah, you go uh-huh. first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think. Um, it's awesome because there are so many methods, like you're saying, to deliver the gospel that there yeah. weren't really. I, I'd say in the next 10 years, we're going to have virtual life groups, mm-hmm. virtual church services. Yeah. Um, you know, people, 
people like I would podcasts. Say, people I'd say like, the next two years, not the they next like 10 live years. stream. They yeah. like whatever. Right. But it really is missing an element. And that's, yeah, that's the this. community. Yep. I can't talk to you. You can't talk to me. Right. If we can facilitate remote locations where people feel like they're there, I'm doing it right now with my come to meetings and Zoom apps and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm training sure. church planners that are somewhere else. I talked to a guy in Brisbane, Australia. Uh, another guy from Brazil. You know what I yeah. mean? Like we're having legitimate group meetings, right? Via inter- where we're talking. There's no lag time. You do. You see people's faces. They don't know how to light their room, and their microphones are terrible. But they, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Fix right. those two things. So we get a quality environment where you can stick headphones on and a set of goggles. I, I'm telling you, I, I really think that that could be a, a groundbreaker. And and you say, well, you can't do that. Well, people are against the printing press. Sure. They were against yeah. the radio. The you internet. Know, Simple McPherson yeah. out in Los Angeles started the whole radio ministry. Oh, you can't do that. The Holy Spirit doesn't move over airwaves. How you can't touch people. It's like, you know, millions have been saved. So yeah. you say, why Why has it all changed? I think technology has mm-hmm. changed the communication of the gospel. It's the gospel that needs to get there, not us. Right. Yeah. But for discipleship, you, you do need other people. You do need to have that physical touch because it's, yeah. if not, Jesus would have said, read the book. But he did. Right. He said, follow sure. me. Because there was a book to read even then. Yeah. yeah. But there was something about following him and hearing him and watching him that was right. important. And it's so crazy because there's still tons of people out there that don't have a Bible translated into their own language. So yeah. even with how fast Christianity is growing, there's still so many more people that can be reached that have Absolutely. never heard the name of Jesus right now. Yeah. Now, it's it nuts. Two weeks ago when David Spear was here, he talked about the, the 25 different groups in Suriname that are unreached that yeah. leave a decaying body on a table for a month until all the juices come out of it. Then they mix it with alcohol and drink it. So they can have the uh, essence of, of their deceased loved one, demonic, uh, wow. you know, conjuring demons as part of their, their worship. Well, they, they have now made some some uh, footholds in these travel groups, and there are some believers, mostly old women and children. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's where it always starts. Right. They have the same thing with the Mazatecos in Oaxaca. You know what I mean? Same thing, unreached people group, a lot of animism, a lot of superstitions, and now multiple churches. We've been blessed to be a part of building and now a Bible training center where they're training their own clergy yeah. and, and they're self-sustaining, self-funded, self, you know, we, we sure. go once every five years just to say out of boy, but they don't need us anymore to show up twice a year to build something or teach them something. They, right. they have a Bible in their language now, which was unwritten, yeah. you know, and now it is written and they have a translation and right. actually they have a, an audio translation of it so they can just hear yeah. the Mazateco Bible. That's awesome. Know? So you gave us a lot of statistics on Sunday. Yeah. Um, it was it's it was all global statistics. Do you think that the church in America is growing, or do you think the church well, in America is on the in, in the decline? It's, it's, it's hard to define what the church in America is. Sure. I, the one yeah. statistic that was local was that in the last decade the Assemblies of God, so the, the yeah. fellowship we're a part of, that's just the United grew States by, then grew by twelve percent okay. to three hundred sixty million people, or one out of a hundred Americans attends an Assemblies of God church yeah. now. Now, when you see the declining numbers in church. Again, it figures lie and liars figure. It's sure. a poll, you know, yes or no, have you stopped beating your wife? Well, however you answer that question arrives at a negative conclusion. Yes, I've stopped beating my wife, or no, I haven't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Either way, you're, you're messed up. So right. when you ask somebody to identify themselves as a Christian, there's going to be Presbyterians, Catholics, Lutherans, Methodists, Assemblies of God, Baptists, Independent, yeah. Charismaniac, Chandelier, Swinging, Toad Licking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever is out there because yeah. they, they're all considering themselves, you know, you're going to have Westboro Baptist Church, Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Saying, I'm a, I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Christ. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'd say to you, look around, are there churches that are in decline? Yes. What's the commonality? of the churches that are in decline was the commonality of the churches that are growing. Mm-hmm. The commonality of the churches that are in decline is they're opening their doors away from Scripture 
to behaviors, habits, lifestyles that that a cursory reading of Scripture tells you is wrong. So, mm-hmm. in other words, I'm going to have the discipline, the expense, the the inconvenience of Christianity with no power, with, yeah. with no conviction, with no whatever. But you look at the churches in our own community that have grown. You look at uh, The Rock, for example. Yeah. Pastor West preaches a pretty hard gospel. Yep. Right. You know what I mean? And that thing's gone from uh, 100, 200 people to 1,000, 2,000 people in the last yeah. 10 years. Yeah. So there is a hunger in the United States for Jesus, right. for his word. Yeah. Not... Not for everybody's everybody, everybody's every. You know what I mean? That yeah. that stuff. So it I seems, think the mistake that a lot of churches, and I, I mean like denominational churches, not the church, capital yeah. C, have made is we're declining, we're aging. What do we do? Let's throw our doors open to everybody. Sure. And when they do, I think there's a remnant that goes, "Oh, I'm done." You yeah. Know what I mean, so there's your, there's your nuns, there's your duns, there's your decline. Whereas you know the Freedom Center is growing, the Rock is growing. You, you right. look at. The, and I'm not saying it's good, good for us. We have it right. They have it wrong. I'm not saying that. I believe mm-hmm. there's wonderful believers in every denomination. But look at what's happened sure. in Catholicism in the last 20 years. The respect has become suspect. You know, a, a mm-hmm. father so-and-so is going to take your son camping. There, there was a day where that was great news. Now it's like, uh, I don't you know what I mean? And, yeah. and that's that's no indictment on any priest. I'm just saying right. that it's, it's just the respect has become suspect in so many areas. Yeah. The door has been yep. thrown open to so many people that it doesn't sure. mean anything. So there are places where it still means something to be a Christian. You know what I'm saying? And and those places are growing. Right. Well, and like I think Pastor Carl says this all the time, but there was a day 20 years ago when the church was such a a, it was a trusted place, Mm -hmm. and now it's a suspect place where they question they question every single every single thing that you do instead of just trusting that you're doing. And unfortunately, they should. Yep. Yeah. We we should be. We should never assume our children are safe at school, at home, yeah. at church. We we should know the people. I mean, that's one of the reasons we you cannot be in a children's area without doing a background check, yeah. submitting to an interview with a staff person that knows the right questions to ask, looks for body language, right, and then it comes to a staff meeting where they're finally approved or not. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not like our top secret clearance, but no one gets around our children unless yeah. no one gets on our security team. No one has access to vulnerable people. Yep. And and if they do have access, it's always in a group setting behind glass, not behind solid walls alone. Right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we just we recognize that that's a concern. We, mm-hmm. When people first walk through our doors, we're strangers. Yeah. You know what I mean? I used to teach McGruff the crime dog sayings like stranger danger. So, <laughs> you know, we have video cameras in, in the right places, not in the wrong places. We have it set up so children, you know, only, only these people are, are qualified to even change a diaper. You yep. know what I mean? These are our people that are in sure. charge and, you know, in well, you know, well-known yeah. areas. So there's no privacy when it comes to children's areas other than a bathroom stall they walk into by themselves. Right. That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we got about two or three more minutes. Let's just okay. talk really quick about this Sunday. What's happening? Yeah. Well, this we Sunday our we, series. We already started kind of talking about it. Yeah. We're going to get into the specifics a little bit more of what we're doing and and mm-hmm. kind of share that compassionate, passionate, compelling vision we talked about yeah. last week. Um, we are going to try to encourage people to connect, you know, their faith to a need mm-hmm. that that they can do something about, whether it's two copper coins or two million dollars. It's it's relevant but irrelevant right. in the process we want to get people to start gardening if they're not farmers yet you know in plantations and huge you know things that let's, <laughs> let's just start a vegetable garden let's yeah. let's see what we can do with with a few seeds and sure. some soil and uh-huh. uh getting people or ready. a succulent just one succulent one succulent <laughs> <for> a week. <laughs> and then a week from sunday is going to be our pledge sunday the first sunday in november mm-hmm. where we're going to ask people to officially make that that step of faith that commitment to you know, again, to bless a teacher, feed a kid, 
you know, remodel the, the whole children's uh, area. Yeah. You know, so we're we're going to keep the conversation going. But I, I, it's not a fundraising campaign. It's not a praise-a-thon. It's not a telethon. It's yeah. really what it is is we're going we're to use the, the needs and the opportunities that exist to get people to ask the right questions about themselves and God, like you did with your debt, yeah. like you do yeah. with your – you know, your prosperity and your uh-huh. debt. So it's, I think, I think if everything surrounds me and mine and, you know, ours, it, something's wrong. So uh-huh. the arrows have to begin to point out, um, Spurgeon said it best. He said, the last part of a man to be saved is his purse. Yeah. And uh, good. I, I think we know what that means. Purse has changed now, but it's, we, we want, <laughs> we want the last part of ourselves right. to, to come to Christ. We want lordship in every area. And how can you say Jesus is Lord? But I, I, I go to church, you know, three times a month and never participate in feeding anybody, never yeah. participate in what the church right. is here to do. That's, we want to help people. I, I, there's got to be a certain amount of shame every time that bag comes by and I do nothing year after year after year after year. You yeah. know what I mean? But if I put in two copper coins, the shame's gone. I, yeah. I exercised faith. It's that simple. Yeah. So yeah. I think That's I think good. the goal is that we would eventually, like Dave Spears said, we would become the offering. We would stick ourselves in the bag. You know, and that, that's going to begin um, that journey this this Sunday morning for a lot of folks. Awesome, Pastor Kyle, you got any wise words to say before we before we end? This? I need a nap. You so. need a nap. <laughs> it's seven fifty-five in the morning, and the the kid needs a nap. Yeah. Already, he needs to so. sniff his liquid bandage some more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jacked on life, I think. He's like a druggie. I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for being on. We will talk to you guys again uh, next week. Just a reminder, the, the series is continuing this Sunday, 9 and 11.30. We would love for you to be a part of it. If for some reason you're out of town, out of state, you can always catch us on live stream. And we will talk to you next week. Have a great week.